thousand on my head is disrespect. So offended that I had to double check. I'ma always take the money. Welcome everybody to Off the Cuff. I am Adam Banks. Thank you for listening to the show, broadcasting live from Lexington, Kentucky, here in the Belmont studio. Amber is in the studio with me, but she's not sitting beside me right this second. She had to step out of the studio because she said she was thirsty. She's obviously not thirsty for airtime, but while she's getting her water and she's making her way back to the studio, I do want to talk about what everybody wants to talk about. How about UK football defeating Mississippi State at Kroger Field on Saturday? The score, Mississippi State 7 and Kentucky 28. The place was wild. It was one of the best atmospheres that I had seen during an entire game at Kroger Field. It was intense. I went with Amber, who's co-hosted the show before, and her and I had a blast. It rained the entire game, but luckily, thanks to ponchos, we stayed we stayed dry. Uh, what sucks about ponchos is it doesn't cover your butt, and your butt gets wet. And when your butt's wet and you're sitting on bleachers, the, the, you get ridges in your butt. So you're sitting there with ridges in your butt the entire game. And also, ponchos don't cover your feet, so your feet still get soaked. And it was raining, it was sprinkling, and you were walking through puddles getting to the game, so you you had wet feet. And it wasn't hot out, it wasn't cold out, but it was cool. And so I had wet feet and a wet butt the entire game, but it was still fun to watch because Kentucky won, and Kentucky led the game, and Kentucky killed Mississippi State. A, t- a team that was supposed to be ranked 14th, and I say supposed to be because they were supposed to be good. I didn't think that was a good team we were playing. Uh, but apparently the rankings, apparently they're good. And they, they they had them ranked 14, and we beat them. So now Kentucky is now ranked 17th in the nation. That's the first time Kentucky's been ranked since 2007 in the top 25. Last time we were ranked, it was in 2007. And I'm not quite sure on the ranking. I think we made it all the way to number 8. I think that's the highest we got ranked in 2007. That's when we beat Louisville at home and LSU, the number one team in the country at home. I was there at both of those games, by the way. Talk about atmospheres. The best atmosphere I'd ever seen was the LSU when we took down LSU, number one in the nation. That was that was an atmosphere. But the game was awesome. Benny Snell is a superstar. He's not verified on Twitter either. I don't understand that. You got people out here like uh, Derek Beatty verified on Twitter and... Benny Snell's not. It makes no sense. But Benny is a superstar. He really has some swag. He knows how to work the crowd. He was, after the game, after he or not after the game, after a touchdown that he scored, he found the camera that broadcasted on the screen across the stadium where the fans could see. And he found that camera, and he looked into the camera, and he made eye contact with the fans. And the fans saw that. And Benny started dancing, and he started flexing and started screaming and the fans just went nuts. Benny really worked the crowd. Benny had four touchdowns. Four touchdowns. He is the only player in UK history to have two games with four touchdowns in them. That Benny Snell is he raised his um he raised his draft stock and he made himself a little bit of money last night. Now I think Benny being a running back, knowing how hard it is to be drafted high as a running back. I think Benny is going to be one of the top running backs drafted in the draft in 2019. Benny Snell, I think, will go no lower than the third round in the NFL draft. 
So, Benny, congratulations. Mark Stoops, I have to hand it to you, buddy. You're you're doing exactly what you need to do this year. You you're four and zero. You got the fans right in the palm of your hands. You're ranked seventeenth in the country. Keep it up, bub. Keep it up. Beat South Carolina. You need to beat South Carolina. Don't give up now. Don't let us down now. Don't lose every game from here on out. Please keep it up. Keep the momentum up. Keep doing what you're doing, and you're going to earn the respect of the Big Blue Nation. And like, uh, I doubt it matters anything to you, but you're going to earn some respect from me, Mark. But in order for you to get it, Coach Stoops, you're going to have to win nine games, get us to the bowl, and win the bowl. Um, obviously, you'll make it to a bowl if you win nine games, but get us to a decent bowl. Get us to a great bowl. It's six seasons. We we deserve a we deserve a great bowl. So good job. Keep the momentum up, Mark Stoops. Pat on the back. Let's keep it up, UK football. We play South Carolina next Saturday. I'm going to that game as well. I think that's going to be an atmosphere that's going to be off the chain. We could potentially go 5-0. and And if we beat South Carolina, you're looking at a UK football team that could win 10 games. You're looking at a team that could beat Georgia. I want Georgia. You know what you're doing from Kentucky football right now, Mark Stoops? You're making it fun for the fans. You are now making it to where we can watch a football game and be like, you know what? We could actually win this game, no matter who we play. We could watch the Georgia game and say, you know what? We have a chance. Before, we would watch the UK-Georgia game and be like, we have not a snowball's chance in hell of winning this game. But we're just going to watch it because it's our team. Now we can legitimately tune in to watch to see if we can actually win. Same with Texas A&M. I think Kentucky could compete with anybody in the country. The way they are playing now, they are playing fantastic football. We just need to keep it up. Let's keep doing what we're doing, 4-0. and Let's do this. Kentucky, you still got some teams on the schedule that you could beat. Middle Tennessee, uh, that could advance you to 5-0. and I think that the, with the way t- Tennessee's down, could advance you to 6. Louisville, I think they're down, could advance you to 7. Vanderbilt, I think it's a win for you guys to advance you to eight. Look, if you could beat South Carolina, that's nine wins right there. If you could pull an upset over Texas A&M, that's ten. And oh my gosh, if you sit down and play Georgia and you beat them, you've won 11 games. And if you just beat Missouri, you've won 12 games. And you're playing in the SEC championship game. You talk about a documentary. You talk about a 30 for 30. And I would gladly commentate on it as the guy who hated on Mark Stoops the entire time. And then he ended up ultimately winning an SEC title. Listen, if he won an SEC title, if Mark Stoops won an SEC title, he can have bad seasons for six, every six years if we get a SEC title Every six years. I'll take it. You talk about making up for himself, making up for all the ups and uh, all the downs that he has done in the last six years. If he won a SEC title. But keep it up, Mark Stoops. Don't let us down. You're on the right track. It still could potentially be bad. There is still room for things to go wrong. But, hey, I, I don't see it happening. I'm still not going to say that I wouldn't be surprised if we – Lost a lot of games going forward. 
But I don't think it's going to happen. I, I think that we are going to be a team this year that wins nine games. So keep it up. Let's go. All right. Amber is now back in the studio. Okay, Amber, welcome back. Put your headphones on. There you go. Sit down by the microphone. It always sounds different when you plug in the second microphone. It's going to sound different. It always does. But Amber, uh, I was just telling everybody about the football game. Uh, tell everybody about what you thought about your first UK football game. This was your first UK football game. So it was me and Banks, and we went up with some of Banks's friends, and we had a nice lunch. We did. It was it was, it was un- a good lunch. It was a good lunch. We ate at Malone's. And it was a good, unexpected visit from my good friend Melton, one of my old fraternity brothers from Moorhead. We went to uh, Kroger Field. What did you think of the field? I'm sure so, you've seen it on TV. What did you well, think of it? Well, I've never been big on like tailgating, and it still was kind of overwhelming Like when we were walking through all that. A lot of people. A lot of people, a lot of people. And uh, if you've ever traveled with Banks, you know he's kind of flighty, and you think you're going to lose him all the time, and you're like, holy shit, I'm going to end up by myself, and I, walk, I don't know. I walk really fast, He yes. walks very fast. Like I did in L.A. when I left you everywhere. When he left me every Everywhere where. in Los Angeles. But anyways, no, I actually had a really good time. Um, it wasn't difficult finding our seats. I feel like we found our seats, you know. Uh, it was pretty chill up until, like, everybody started, like, finally showing up. Yeah, people, Kentucky fans, when you sit down at the game 20 minutes before the game starts, you think, oh, wow, my my seats are great. There's nobody around us. But then when game time starts, yeah. and even about a minute or two after the game starts, your people start piling in. And so we ended up, we both had people on either side of us that were kind of like... <laughs> I don't even know how to describe it. They were they were just a bit much. Yeah. Uh, that one guy kept putting his body all over me, and I was like, dude, back up. Oh, you're talking about, oh, yeah. The, yeah, sometimes fans, they, they get real affectionate. Yeah, a, a lot affectionate. It was, um, I think that was the only downfall. I think that we should definitely go back because I actually learned a lot about football that day. You did, and I was proud of myself because I was able to teach you. You were. You actually taught me something. Yeah. Uh, so I think we should go back and maybe sit in lower arena. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think everyone needs to go to a football game and sit in lower arena, especially, do you like football? I'm going to tell you, man, that was intense. And like, they won. And we won. Like, and it wasn't just that we won, but it's... Once I figured out, okay, this is not just a, a complete physical contact sport, it actually does take a little bit of thinking. You know, you've got oh, to think. Yeah. Strategy. And uh, I think I enjoyed that the most was watching that, you know, now that I understand a little bit more, there were a couple things. I think even you and I talked about that day. I wish we would throw a little more instead yep. of running all the time up the middle. Exactly. I've said the same thing. See, you watched America's favorite sport. What you watched, you know, I love basketball. That's my favorite sport. But America's sport is football. Is football. What we watched. People go crazy over it. It was a great. Uh, usually I never took the time to get to know any of their names or anything like that. But I will say, uh, Benny Snell Jr. is everywhere. Yes. He's doing a lot of the same things that I saw. you seen I went crazy when Anthony Davis came out. I yeah. loved him for this town. Yeah. So you're starting to fall for Benny now. Oh, my gosh. Benny the is... The things that I am seeing him doing, he is... I think he's the new Anthony Davis. He is just as popular as a U.K. basketball player. Oh, very much. Like He's and, everywhere. But he's doing things... Like, there was a little boy that um, ended up, I guess, did a homework assignment, and he, he somehow worked Benny Snell into his homework assignment. I saw that, yeah. And Benny Snell took time out to, like, meet him. Like, he's giving back to our community. That's pretty and cool. And that's what I enjoy about these, you know, about these guys that come here from other states. They come here, we accept them, 
And, you know, they, I watched the little video they done for Benny Snell. And, you know, he said, I don't play for awards. I don't play for this. I don't play for that. I play for Kentucky. And I appreciated that because they come into this state. We welcome them all with open arms, regardless of if they're on football or basketball. Basketball, obviously, a lot more favored. Yeah. But we welcome them into our towns. And some of them don't do anything to, like, branch out and do anything for the community of Lexington. But, uh... There are exceptions, and I think he's going to be one of them. Yeah, he he's everywhere. Benny Snell is right now the most popular guy in Kentucky. Everybody wants to know what he's doing. What he's do you follow him on Twitter? I am. Okay, and see, you know I don't even do, I don't really do Twitter very often. And see, so there you go. You're, I mean, it, Benny, you got Amber following you. I'd like to get Benny on the show. That'd be really cool. I, I dream big. You know, I got Brad Calipari. I got Tyler Ulysses bad. I got Dave Baker. I could get. I could get Benny Snell. I bet you. Work it. I will. And Work I'll invite it. you to do the show with you, me. I was going to say, if you did not invite me to do the show with you, I would probably haunt you. You just can't lust time. after him like a schoolgirl. And here's the thing. You can't lust after him like Bill Cosby did Ooh. a lot of those women. Because Amber Bill Cosby is in the news. He's everywhere. He got sentenced finally, finally. after his uh, all the accusations of him raping all these women to three to ten years in prison. He did get three to ten years, and I just don't... You know, there have been so many people who I've seen, like, oh, well, this and only got this, and this and only got that, and, you know, here we go again, you know, appropriation. You know, they're using... They're being harder on Bill, uh, Bill Cosby. Da, 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 da. He got three to ten years. And anybody who got less than that, they were they were just lucky. Right. They were lucky. Yeah. This man was a monster. He really was. And it was covered up by the character he played on TV. Very much. People really thought that's how he really was. And that's never the case. But in reality, he was a monster. Bill Cosby put out a persona in the whole entire world that he was America's dad. He was from the Cosby show. He was a comedian. He didn't cuss in his stand-up. He just had the clean, perfect image. He had PhDs from all kinds of schools because they were honorary PhDs. He even had a real doctorate. He was educated. He created that show Little Bill. Bill Cosby was everywhere and he was just it's scary to think that at one time how fooled we all were but all of these allegations that really was the first movement of this Me Too movement. I don't think it was just happened this past year like everybody thinks. I think this Bill Cosby Situation was the first Me Too. And people, you know, in in reading the Me Too comments and reading the uh, Why I Didn't Report, which is a new one that, you know, struck a nerve with me um, earlier this week. Uh, but, you know, the big thing that people are saying all the time is, well, why didn't you come forward sooner? And and there were some times that, you know, I feel like I was like, oh, you know, like 25 years. Ugh. And then I realized I'm a survivor myself. And it took me... Almost 10 years before I came out. I think I talked to you when I was about 19. But it's it's taken me 10 more years to, to come out and, like, actually talk about, you know, what happened to me. Yeah, sometimes it can really mess people up and it takes them time to come forward. Because you don't, you don't know what's going on with yourself. So how can you explain it to somebody else when you don't even know yourself? That's happening so much. Just like the uh, Dr. Christina Ford and Brent Cavan. No. <laughs> How What's about his let's name? Do, uh, Dr. Christine Ford, Ford and Brett Kavanaugh. Okay, so for now on, whoever writes these down, our producer, when he's writing <laughs> these names down, I need our producer to please, like, enunciate the words for me so I don't mess it up because it's really starting to piss me off. 
no, that, that our producer's doing this to us. And it's embarrassing <laughs> me. So I'm frustrated. But yes, those two people. We've got uh, Dr. Christine Ford has came forward um, and she has stated that Brett Kavanaugh, who has now been uh, nominated by President Trump to be on the Supreme Court Justice. Yes. Um, and... You know, when Brett Kavanaugh first came out, I think I actually made the comment like he gives me the heebie-jeebies. You did? I did. I said he gives me the heebie-jeebies. When did he come out? What month? What year was it? What do you mean come out? Uh, not c- come out into the public, into the, uh... No, um, he got, as, the, as a judge, is what well, I mean. He got no- <laughs> um, what do you mean come out? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, he actually got nominated by President Trump over the summer. Um, he was, a, he was President Trump's elect for Supreme Court. Yes. And I just, I, I told my husband, he gives me the heebie-jeebies. Right. And so, when I heard that all of these reports are coming out, like, it was kind of like one of those things that was like, I kind of expected that. Like, I ex- I expected something like that would happen because this man was kind of creepy. We mentioned how long it takes people to come forward. It said it took you a long time. It took... Dr. Ford a long time to come for too because they said that the reason she has credibility is because she, they went back and they found 2012, they have records of her going to therapy and it, she was talking about in therapy how she's been carrying this and how it's been affecting her, her entire life mm-hmm. since it happened. So she has credibility and it took her since 2012, that's still five years ago. And it took her from 1982 to 2012 to speak about it. So, but... On the flip side, on the flip side, I just want to talk about something with this case. Because I've been following it. If you have television, you've watched uh, if it. You've got Facebook Live. They've been live all day. I watched it in between classes earlier. Um, they're li- they've been live all day. It, it, is, it is absolutely um, everywhere. It's all across the entire world. It's on every network. Everybody's broadcasting it. But the thing that gets me is this happened... When uh, Brent and Christine, Brett, Brett I'm sorry, Brett, B-R-E-T-T. Yep. And see, our producer wrote Brent. See, this is what's frustrating. I'm not going to keep paying our producer money if he keeps messing up the notes. Anyway, Dr. Christine Ford and Brett Kavanaugh. Ka- Kav- Kavanaugh. Exactly. Kavanaugh. Dr. Ford and Brent Brett Kavanaugh. I'll one day get Kavanaugh. it right. One day you will get it one right. One day I will get that right. They were 15 and 17, Amber, when this happened. Your mind is not fully developed at that age. I can't believe that sometimes... I cannot believe... I think even uh, Brett is stunned that they are looking at his high school yearbook and judging him off what his high school yearbook said about him. It's kind of absurd to me. So... I do have a video, a clip, that I would like to play for our listeners. And I think that the person who really put it into perspective for what this, what I want to say here and, and what I am, am trying to convey to our listeners is this video by Senator Lindsey Graham. And uh, I want you to listen to it. Here we go. I did meet with Senator Feinstein. Did you know that her staff had already recommended a lawyer to Dr. Ford? I did not know that. Did you know that her and her staff had this allegations for over 20 days? I did not know that at the time. 
If you wanted an FBI investigation, you could have come to us. What you want to do is destroy this guy's life, hold this seat open, and hope you win in 2020. You've said that, not me. You've got nothing to apologize for. When you see Sotomayor and Kagan, tell them that Lindsey said hello, because I voted for them. I would never do to them what you've done to this guy. This is the most unethical sham since I've been in politics. And if you really wanted to know the truth, you sure as hell wouldn't have done what you've done to this guy. Are you a gang rapist? No. I cannot imagine what you and your family have gone through. Boy, y'all want power. God, I hope you never get it. I hope the American people can see through this sham that you knew about it and you held it. You had no intention of protecting Dr. Ford. None. She's as much of a victim as you are. God, I hate to say it because these have been my friends. But let me tell you, when it comes to this, you're looking for a fair process. You came to the wrong town at the wrong time, my friend. Do you consider this a job interview? The advice and consent role is like a job. You consider that you've been through a job interview. I've been through a process of advice and consent under the Constitution. Would you say you've been through hell? I've been through uh, hell and then some. So the allegations is basically when they were 15 and 17, they were in high school. So uh, this after this guy becomes a judge, this woman comes forward and says when they were teenagers, um, they uh, he held her down and, I, you know, was, I don't know, wanting to have sex with her and all this. But now they she brings it up at this point in his life. It has really destroyed this man and his family. His, I couldn't imagine really what he's going through. I bet his wife wants to leave him. I bet it's insane. I bet his career is over because he will get removed from this. You know he will. Now, I think that Dr. Ford is a victim too. It's horrible if this happened, but man, I just think the fact that it happened at such a young age and he's being, he was a minor. They both were minors when this happened. They were kids. I don't know. I mean, regardless of, of age, I mean, if he forced her to do something that she was not comfortable doing, that's what people aren't remembering is the big thing here is have you ever been forced to do something you did not want to do? And I'm not talking about go to school. I'm not talking about brush your teeth. I'm talking about someone physically holding you and saying, I am going to touch you inappropriately and there is nothing you can do about it. No. Until you can answer yes with that. I just don't think that people who say no have an opinion. I don't think you should be allowed to have an opinion because you cannot sympathize with me and you cannot empathize with me. I empathize with her. Someone told me I'm going to do this to you. Yeah. And there's nothing you can do about it. So you think at whatever age that it gets exposed, it should be exposed at whatever time? Do you think that this, them being 15 and 17, do you think it... I can see why no legal, and and I do hate that he's a public figure, and this is this probably will destroy his career. Yeah, but if at seventeen years old he done that, I guarantee he does that now. Exactly. Just and like- that's that's the thing I think that always gets me. Like you know when people. 
uh, let's do like a generic, like people say, oh, well, my boyfriend cheated, but with him, with him, we got married and everything's perfect. Yeah. And then you finally find out, no, uh, he's still cheating. I hate to say that people don't change, but I feel like you and I have had this topic of conversation a lot. People, for the most part, don't change. I mean, like, I can change my physical appearance. I can get up, I can go to the gym, I can bleach my hair, I can cut my hair. You could go to the gym and cut your hair and cut your beard. You know, we make those kinds of changes. But for the most part, do you not agree that we're like the same people that we were 10 years ago? You do. uh, We do. And uh, I will tell you this, you do need to bleach your hair again. But it's just like Cosby. He still does it today. And uh, he he still did it today. And this man, Bill Cosby, 81, I believe he is, he finally has gotten exposed. It took a long time to get him exposed, but he finally got exposed. And now he's going to probably die in prison. And this is where I'm always torn. Like, I, I always feel like, but they, you know, I've been told that I don't have to feel any way I don't want to feel. But, you know, I hate that, you know, I hate the the destruction of anybody's life, regardless of, of what they've done. Because I feel like everybody's life is, is, you know, is a miracle and it is a blessing. So, I hate that anybody ruins their life. But when you think about what those women went through. He took away certain, a number of years away from them that they won't get back. Yes. I don't know. I still am just having a hard time dealing with the eye for an eye. And I don't know if maybe that's happened because I've been thinking about my own experiences, but I just have a hard time thinking, you know, like a lot of people say eye for an eye, you know, get even, you know, get back. And, you know, is it the Bible that says an eye for an eye makes the whole world go blind? Possibly. I don't know everything that's in the Bible. I should, but it could say that. I feel like it says something along those lines, and and I, I wholeheartedly believe that. Like, we've got somewhere there's got to be a line drawn with this getting even thing. Like, somebody needs to step up and be the bigger person. I'm not saying that, you know, we have to just completely turn a, a, a blind eye to everything, but this getting back and getting even and, and oh, well, you've done this to me, so I'm going to do this to you times ten. Like, at some point, we've got to... Somebody's got to step up and say, "You're absolutely right." But I tell you, who don't like that idea is Eminem. Is Eminem? Because what you're hearing right now, ladies and gentlemen, is the new diss that he gave to Machine Gun Kelly, and I think he won. He's uh, won a lot. I feel like in this. uh, Let's just take a listen to some of the lyrics on a random note. Let's just see what he sounds like. Are you eating cereal or oatmeal? What the fuck's in the bowl, milk? Wheaties or Cheerios? Because I'm taking a shit in them, Kelly. I need reading material. Dictionary. Yo, Slim, your last four albums suck. Go back to recovery. Oh, shoot, that was three albums ago. What do you know? Oops. Know your facts before you come at me, little goof. Luxury. Oh, you broke, bitch. Yeah, I had enough money in O2 to burn it in front of you, ho. Younger me, no, you don't whack me. It's funny, but so true. I'd rather be 80-year-old me than 20-year-old you. So... He is definitely throwing down the disc. But Machine Kelly, he really threw it back. You know, I'm just not a fan of him. I know I know a lot of people who are. I'm just not a fan of Machine Gun Kelly. I'm not either. I'm I'm always gonna be like pro Eminem for that. I think he's a better artist. I don't know how Eminem is a person. I don't know him, so I I don't really know how cool he is. He seems a little devilish to me, to be honest with you. I don't know. You know who he kind of reminds me of? And I'm going to say this, and I hope and pray to God that he doesn't listen to this. But he got, like I feel like he would be like the 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 famous equivalent of Derek Thornsbury. 
Eminem. <laughs> yeah. Never really did imagine Derek Thornsbury growing up to be like Eminem. Why? No, like, I mean, I've, I don't know. Like, he just reminds me of Derek. Did you I... ever have a crush on Derek? No, I didn't. Never had a crush on Derek? No, but Eminem reminds me of Derek. I haven't, you know, Derek was my first friend in Knott County. Really? At school. He was. Derek, uh, Derek Thornsbury really was my first friend. It was crazy. And he was always just a cool dude with me. Like, I always got along with him. He's just, he was super chill before super we chill. knew what chill meant. He invented chill. I think just Derek just exuberated chill. And he had a good spirit about him. He did. He, he was does. never hateful, never in a bad mood, never caused no problems. I don't know if I ever made him mad. I've never seen him mad. Derek, if I ever made you mad, let me know. I hope Derek listens to this. I would love to, uh, we need to get a little reunion going. I'm, I've talked about this a couple of times. We, I feel we like. We need to get a grade school reunion. Beaver Creek Elementary Class of 2002 reunion. Yes. 15-year reunion. Isidore can't come. Isidore can come. Isidore can't come. Isidore can't come. Isidore, Isidore broke my knee. Isidore did break your knee, but also Isidore <laughs> paved the way for your entire life. Like we've talked about this before. If it wasn't for Isidore, there would be no mom and dad for you. So you know what I'm saying? Um, he, there would be no house on the hill. There would be no snob knob. There would be no s- summer of 2007. Boys, I'm going to tell you all because, you know, if you are if you know me or friends with me or you're in like an inner group with me, you know, I, I've, I've banished my mother out of my life. But so I feel totally comfortable. What if, what if your mom listens to this? Two thousand and seven. All those stains on that carpet was from puke and piss, and a few other things. I'm sure, and a few other things. Yeah, I'm sure. I had sex on your expensive ass rug. <laughs> throw it at her. Just go. You're throwing it at her. Push it at her. That thirty thousand dollar rug. That thirty thousand dollar silk rug. I loved that one room in your house. You know what? You know what I'm talking about with all the glass. We had a, we had built an extension on like we done a formal dining room, a formal living room, a wet bar, and then we had like um an atrium style uh room. I guess that's not the best description, but yeah, but it was nice. We did. We it had was a, a good place to party. You had a wet bar. We did. We had a wet bar. Uh, we drank all the booze out of that. <coughs> all the booze. That's what they get. I know, that's what I said. I and mean, that's what they get. You'd lock your booze if you don't want your teenage kids, college kids, excuse me. We, yeah, were, we were college. We were freshmen. Come on. That's when alcohol is in your world. Yep. But, of course, I didn't drink. Now, uh, Eminem <laughs> and, and Machine Gun Kelly, uh, they're dissing it back and forth. Uh, I think Eminem won. That's not the only feud going on in no. rap. There's a bunch. There's Kanye West throwing it back at a bunch of artists. I think it's over Kim K. Uh, so, the other morning, I love to wake up and uh, watch... I guess go through social media. And I was going through Instagram. That's your first thing you do in the morning? Uh, yeah, for about the first 10 minutes. I watch um, television. I try to well, I try to avoid Wiley for the first like 10 minutes. Because I'm usually really grumpy. So, I like to chill out before I interact with him. Because, you social, know, he's chill. Is social media the best thing, though? Because sometimes it makes you mad. Well, I, that's why I do Instagram now and not Facebook where right. anybody can have it. Um, yeah. It's not caught on to the older generation. Instagram hasn't yet. So, um, I got on Instagram and the first thing I see is Kanye walking around, um, bobbing his head like he usually does when he's coming out with some bullshit. And, um, it was some bullshit. Yeah. He attacked, well, I guess, well, let's not say he attacked, but... Uh, what I watched, the first one was definitely on Nick Cannon. Nick Cannon had made a couple of comments about Kim um, on a talk show. And Kanye hit him pretty hard, but then he came after Drake, man. 
And... Well, they say that that song, Kiki, do you love me? Da-na-na-na. And I don't know the rest of the words. How about in my feelings? I make up every song lyric. When I when I sing along to songs, I really make them up. Oh, I know. Like if that song came on, I would have been like, Kiki, do you love me? Are you riding? Have I never seen you for the better sign in? That's how I would have done that. You're that person that can't sing Footloose. It's like Footloose. Footloose. Duck Goose. Come on and get little Roost. Duck Goose. That's how it goes, right? Duck Goose. <laughs> duck, that. duck Goose. Do you remember that? We played it in uh, PE class with Delford Hall. Duck, Duck Goose. I remember Red Rover, Red Rover. Sin is the right over. Right over. Sin, Red Rover, Red Rover. Sin, Rebecca Hollow. I'm going to tell you, I love when we tell stories from our past because your voices get so animated. And I almost feel like if I closed my eyes tight enough, I would have seen Delford in that 1992 all-purple Nike windbreaker saying that. Well, I love it because I would love to get our grade school class together because I feel like that if I could get it together, I would do a podcast and I would let everybody know that they're being recorded. Let's just ask Candace to help us. We would sit here and we would have our, our people with us and we would just talk, have a conversation, and I would just love to just talk about the past. I mean, even talk about the time... Isidore Collins stunk, and Randy Jacobs picked up the uh, the sp- spray and started spraying him with it. And he woke up, so you better quit spraying me that or I'll whoop you. He was always whooping somebody. The, the mean kids, God, they were always whooping somebody. But they were never actually physically with. It was like Stacy. Stacy always used to say she's going to whoop somebody. But now, I remember me, I felt, she told me one time she's going to whip me. I was like, all right, Tim, let's roll, you know? Silas, uh, one time came at me and I punched him in the mouth. (laughs) Really? He punched me in the mouth. I said, I'm getting sick of you picking on me, Silas. (laughs) I punched him right square in the mouth, Amber. (laughs) I did. But so much happened in our grade school days. And I'm sure we're probably either entertaining our audience or boring our audience. That's true. So let's talk about the best fight that I've seen in a while. And that was what? Cardi B. Is taking down Nikki or well, is Nikki taking down Cardi B? Nikki's so, better. No, Cardi B's better. I like Cardi B better just kind of as a person a little bit. Um, but uh, they actually, Cardi did not get a chance to actually touch Nikki. It was all her, like, she only hit her, I guess her entourage. But one of them got Cardi pretty good. She had a big old knot on her head. Um, I, I don't know. Still, Cardi B. I'm a Team Cardi fan. Yeah, well, I'm a Nicki Minaj fan. I think she came in. She came in hard with her raps. I think she sounds good when she glazed her lyrics. And um, You mean, you a stupid hoe, you a you a stupid hoe? No, I mean... <laughs> she just doesn't have any content, I guess is my thing. Content? Like, Cardi at least has a little bit of a content. I like... Bitches ain't shit and they ain't saying nothing. A hundred mother can't tell me nothing. I bees in the chat, beep bees in the chat. I do like I bees in the chat, beep bees in the chat. Bitches ain't shit and they ain't saying nothing. See, but that's her mother- thing is she's so repetitive. She just, she just recycles all of her lyrics. It's like, you know, I love I love running to Stupid Ho, but I literally listen to Stupid Ho. It's nothing but you were Stupid Ho for two minutes and 50 seconds. I understand what you're saying. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for listening to another episode of Off the Cuff. Amber, it's always a pleasure to have you back in the studio. I've enjoyed it. Me too. 
And I will see everyone in the next episode. And Amber, hopefully you can join us on the next episode. I'll be there. You need to keep coming back. And I'm going to hit Candace up to do a reunion. So stay tuned for that. We need to. Derek, if you listen to this, please let us know if we ever pissed you off. Exactly. And Derek, just so you know, you were my first friend in uh, Knott County. And Derek, I think Adam should tag you in this. I probably will. Dirk Thornsbury, this is to you. I might just call this episode Derek. <laughs> well, Derek. We'll see you later, everybody. Are you riding? Say you never ever leave from beside me. Cause I want you. And I need you.